The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Daf Mem Gimal. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Ishmeru V'hayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Biriut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Nishmat Avraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem Tenechem ben Aiden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Kuash Yosef ben Sarah, Rahamin ben Adel, ve Sarah bat Lachel. Enna refanadem betoch shahar chodah mo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's daf. Amen. Gimel Amudishon. And we are three, four, five, six lines from the bottom. Gimel begins. Ba'amine Rabbi Avina merav sheshat. Bat anizonet min ha'achin. We're talking about a case of here of a daughter that's being supported by her brothers. Now, why would she be supported by her brothers? So that she tells us in the third line. That was one of the conditions they used to put in the ketubah b'pedkin later on. Which basically means that in the ketubah it says that in the event that the uh, husband dies, so the boys, the brothers, have an obligation to support the sister, the single unmarried sisters, from the money of the ketubah. They have to support her until she gets married. So that's a case of bat, hanizonet min ha'ahin, a daughter that's being supported by the brothers. Okay, and that's again the condition that's written in the ketubah. So the Gebarah says, Ma'aseyadehalemi. <clears throat> Who gets Ma'aseyadeha? Meaning, she works. She makes uh, money. She gets as a job. She gets paid. Who gets that, uh, that money? Ma'aseyadeha. The, the, uh, the product of her hand, of her hands, right? So it says, Bimkom av kaime. So I'll say, well, the brothers maybe fill the father's role. Just like a girl. Right? A ketana or a ne'ara, her ma'asiyadeh goes to the father. So to I'll say, ha'kanameh ma'asiyadeh le'achim. So to I'll tell you that the brothers fill the shoes of the father, and uh, they get ma'asiyadeh. Or dilma lo dameh le'av. Maybe I'll tell you it's not similar to av. Why? Ha'tam midideh midzinah. The father gets because he's supporting her. It's his money that's supporting the girl, so therefore he gets compensated with ma'asiyadeha. But here the brothers are not supporting her. The brothers are just being supporting her from the ketubah money, from, from the father's money. So therefore it could be maybe the brothers are not going to get the ma'asiyadeha. Let's read Nashi. Lab <coughs> mididu. Right, it's not from them. Ela mitnai ketubat iman. 
Right? That's a tenai in the ketuvah of their mother. <coughs> and therefore, it's coming from the estate, so to speak. And therefore, it could be the brothers are not going to get ma'asiyadeh. So that's the Gemara's question. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar <coughs> leh. Answers, Tanituha. We learned it in the Mishnah later on. Almana nizonet menichse yetomin umaase yadeha shelahen. You have an almana. Almana is a widow, right? So that she says nizonet. She is supported menichse yetomin. That by the who takes care of the widow now? Right, guy I was married and he died. Who takes care of the the mother now? The widow. So it says the money that goes to the Yetomim, which is the children that inherit their father, they have to set aside money to make sure that their mother, the widow, is supported. As she says, It's also part of the conditions of the Ketubah. You will sit in my house, the husband says, And you will benefit from my Nechasim. So long as you're still a widow, till you get married, <coughs> the estate. Which really goes to the children, they're gonna they're gonna take care of you. And what's the deen? And who gets ma'asiyadeh of the almana? The almana goes to work. Who gets the money? The children. Shilahin. The almana goes to work, she makes panasa. Who gets that money? Since the children are supporting her, the deen is ma'asiyadeh shilahin. Shilahin, them. Shilahin, which means to the yatumim. So therefore, as a wise say, shilahin. Okay, I want to see maybe he changes the Shilahim, maybe he changes it too. Okay, in any event, the point is like this. Just like you see in Almana, that watch is being supported by the, you know, by the children, which means the father's estate is taking care of it. But who gets the Masiyah Deha? They do. So to say the same thing by a bat. The brothers are supporting her, and they should get the Mahasei Yadayim. That's the Gemara's uh, parallel wants to make. Gemara says, Mi dameh. What do you mean? Is, is, is it analogous? Al-minato lo nihale beharvaha. The husband is not happy, or is not niha, uh, uh, is not uh, say satisfied, or doesn't accept that his almana should make extra. She shav harvacha. Not only she's getting support, but she's also going to get maasiyah. However, bito nihale harvacha. But he doesn't mind if his daughter gets a little extra, which means his daughter not only is going to get supported by the brothers, but she also keep maasiyah. So the Gemara is giving us psychology here. A husband doesn't mind if his daughter makes a little uh, extra harvacha. Well, keep her own maasiyah. But it comes to the almana, no nihale harvacha. So comes the Gemara and says. What do you mean? You think that a, a, a husband treats his daughter better than his widow? Because that's what's really saying over here. When, let's say, you have an almana and a bat, both of them need to be supported. Which is the husband died, he left a widow, and he left a daughter. That situation where you have simultaneously an almana and a bat, they treated that situation exactly like kebat etzel achim. Where let's say you have a daughter with brothers. 
What's the daughter? What's the dean with daughter and brothers? Means the, the, the father died, and now you just have daughters and brothers. The Gabeda supports. So the Gabeda says, When there's only a small amount of funds. So let's say the daughter and the brothers both cannot enjoy from the funds that were left over. So who gets precedence? Just like when he has the case of a bat that's next to the brothers. What do we do? We give the money to the girl. And we tell the brothers, go collect. Go collect on the doors. Which means when there's a small amount of money that was left in the estate, and you have to split it within, let's say, a girl and brothers. So we say, you know what? When I, if you're going to split it both ways, no, nobody's going to have enough. So we say, you know, give the money to the girl, and the boys, they'll go out and uh, they'll, go, they'll, they'll, they'll go collect. Also, the Gabbara says, Af almana So too, when you have a widow with a daughter. And you have a small amount of money. Who gets the precedence? We give the money to the almana. And we tell the daughter, go collect. So what do you see? The husband, the deceased, treats the almana better than the bat. And now you're, you're telling me in the last dean over there that no, that the husband, he doesn't mind to give his uh, bat extra money, but he doesn't want his almanat barbacha. On the contrary, here you see, when there's only a small amount of money, what do we say? Let the daughter go collect on the doors, door post, and the, the almanat gets the money. So make up your mind. Who, who does the husband prefer? Does he prefer the almanat? Does he prefer the daughter? Kabra says, there's two concepts here. There's harvacha and there's ziluta. When it comes to harvacha, which means making extra money, he prefers his daughter. Let her, let, let her keep ma'asiyah that to herself. But when it comes to shame or embarrassment, he's more concerned about his, the dignity, we'll call it, of his amana more than his daughter. And therefore, in this case over here, he's not going to make his almana go collect uh, money by the doorpost. That's already a yan of ziluta. It's already a uh, shame. So when it comes to the shame factor, the almana is treated higher. When it comes to the monetary factor, the daughter is considered uh, on a high level. That's the Gebarah's uh, uh, understanding of that. So comes the Gebarah, let's just read Rashi. Almana etzel abat, mi shemet veniyah almana ubat. Now he died, left an almana and a daughter. In that case we just said, benichasim mu'atim, with a small amount of funding, she'en bahim kede panasat shenem asar chodesh. The rule is they have to support them for 12 months. That's the amount of time. The law is over there. The girls get the money. Good. So basically at this point we're concluding that what? That a uh, daughter that's being supported by the brothers, that she keeps her own monies. Now the Gemara is going to challenge this. Mativ Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asks a question. Actually, he's asking this question from our Mishnah. What does it say in our Mishnah? We learned at the end of our Mishnah. Ma'aseyadeha. Talking about a girl. She makes ma'aseyadeha. She has work. She makes money. Umitziata. Well, she finds, let's say, a lost object. Afalpi gavta. Even though she didn't claim yet, she didn't get paid yet. Mashal. Her uh, boss owes her uh, a paycheck. Right? She has $500 uh, coming to her. Even though she didn't, let's say, actually get it yet, met ha'av, now the father dies. Now who normally gets that paycheck? The father. Right? A girl, ketana na'ara, ma'aseya de'a, la'aviya. So the hindu shovir is even before she actually 
came into possession and then the father dies, shel achim. So automatically it goes to the brothers. Because who's Yoresh the father? The brothers. Now the brothers are not only Yoresh the father, what he has, his actual assets that he has in possession, but assets that are coming to him. Also go to the father. Okay, so that's to go, go, to, go to the father, but go, go to the brother subsequently. Okay, that's the case of our Mishnah. So the Gemara makes it diuk. This is only talking about this whole Mishnah that what? Because she earned the money when the father was still alive. So since the father was still alive when she earned the money, the money goes to him really, and therefore it subsequently goes to the brothers. But the money she earns after after the father dies, must go to her. And the Gemara continues to analyze the case. My love, Benizonet. And must be the case was talking about Benizonet, which means the father died. Good. She's making money. And it's talking about a case where the brothers are supporting her. So you see clearly from our Mishnah that what? That the money that's given, uh, that, that, that even though she's being supported by the brothers, the money goes to... Har. So therefore you see a uh, araya to that. Right? So comes again what says. Right, so that was the question. That was Rabbi Yosef's question to Rav Sheshat. Okay, fine. So comes again what says, because Rav Sheshat was of the opinion that said that there's a... Uh, Right, he wanted, to, he wanted to say the same uh, deen as an almana. Let's get clearly she taught you so we don't get confused. Rabbi Shesha was the one that said the deen of an almana and a bat is the same. Just like an almana, ma'asiyah, they go to the, uh, to the, to the children. Right, they support her, but she doesn't make ma'asiyah, uh, so Rabbi Shesha wanted to say so to a bat. She gets nizon from the brothers, but ma'asiyah, they go to the brothers. To that, to give us a difference. That almanah, the husband doesn't want it to have harvaha. But to abat, the, husband, the father wants it to have harvaha. But the Fashad didn't make that hiluk. The Fashad held that the deen of an almanah and the deen of a bat is the same. Again, just like an almanah, when let's say, as part of the Tanai Ketubah, the law is that the children have to support the almanah <coughs> until she gets married. But the deen is what? Her ma'asiyah, they go to them. Okay, so that's just, just like the Almanaz Ma'asiyah, they go to them, the Bat, her Ma'asiyah, they go to the children. Good? That was Rav Sheshat. So the Gibran is asking from our Mishnah. What are you saying, Rav Sheshat? From our Mishnah, it's that the Ma'asiyah, of the Bat, go to her. How? Let's, let's review the proof. The proof is like this. The Mishnah said, you have a case of a girl. She's making Ma'asiyah, she's making money, right? The money didn't come to her yet. Okay? Then what happened? The father died. Since that money was coming to him, <coughs> after he dies, the money goes to the brothers. The Adush of the Mishnah was that even though he didn't get it yet, it's coming to him, it's like it's his, and the children are Yoresh, that Zichut. So the Gemara made a diuk. Uh, that's only because she made the money when the father was alive. But what if the father was not alive, and she made money, must be the money goes to her, even if she's being supported, by the brothers. So that's a direct contradiction against Rav Sheshat. 
You, Rav Sheshat, held that what? That even though she's being supported by the brothers, the Ma'asayadayim, go to them. But from our Mishnah, it's Mashmad, that when she's being supported by the brothers, the Ma'asayadayim go to her. So comes Gabbana and says, No, you have no Raya from our Mishnah. B'She'ena Nizonet. I'll tell, who, who told you to learn the Mishnah is talking about where she's being supported by the brothers? Maybe I'll tell you the case of the Mishnah is talking about where the father died, and they're not supporting her. So in the case where they're not supporting her, she gets the, uh, she gets it. You have, you have no ra'ayah to our case. So comes again what Han says, which means that she says, There was no, there was no estate. <laughs> so there's no estate, the brother's not supporting her. So, they will, so what's the Hadush of the Mishnah? Stam, the Mishnah is telling you that you should know if there's no estate, and after the, the father uh, dies, Hamasadam go to her. So the Kabbalah says, what do you mean? I nizonet. If that's what the case is talking about, Maile Mimra. What do you need to tell me this case for? Which means, what is the, uh, what is the Hadush over here? Why? Look at Ashi. Maile Mimra. Diyuka lo istarik la ashmi'inan, de'asta lahab mitat av le'atzma. Do you need to tell me that if she's not being supported by the brothers, that she gets to keep the money? What do you want her to do? To die? I mean, she, of course she keeps the money. What do you want her to do? She's not getting panasah from the brothers. No nechassim. That, that's for sure, it's pashut. Ve'il ashmi'inan hi gufa de'ma she'asta b'chayi av la'achim. Or maybe you'll tell me, no, the, the, not the diyuk. The, the, the Mishnah is the Hiddush, that what? That the money that she makes during her life, during the father's lifetime, goes to the brothers, Pshita, that's also Pashut, because that's money. We know all monetary, monetary uh, uh, benefits go to the father. So if the father died, the children will get it. So, so, so the, the, the fact of the Mishnah is not a Hiddush. The Diyuk of the Mishnah, the way you're learning, is also not a Hiddush. So therefore, and why? Because even according to the opinion that says, Yachol harav lomar. Rav is, let's say, a, a master of, the, of a slave. Yachol harav lomar le'evid. A master is allowed to tell his slave, Ase'imi, which literally means uh, work for me, ve'eni zancha. And I'm not giving you mezonot. I can tell a slave, I want you to do all the work for me, and I'm not giving you any, uh, any, any food. Hani mili be'evid kena'ani. That's all. You can only do that to Eved Kanani. Delo ketiv be emach. It doesn't say emach by an Eved. The view the pasuk says vetovlo emach, which means you have to treat him like you treat yourself. You have to. You can't tell the guy work, and I'm not going to give you any panasa. Aval Eved the view the ketiv be emach. Good. No. Kol sheken bito. Although more so a daughter. Which means, oh, I need you to tell me that what she's not going to get any panasa from the brothers. And what, you're going to say, I go to the, to the brothers, which is, you don't even treat a slave like that. So if you can't treat a slave like that, only in Ebed Kanani, you can tell him, listen, you do, all your work is for me, and I'm not feeding you. Okay, but in Ebed you cannot do that. Koshe, can you not be able to do that to a girl? So therefore, again, what's the uh, reason for the Mishnah? The Mishnah is Pashut. She's according to the way you understand the Mishnah. That the Mishnah is talking about what? It's the way that Shishat's answering. Shishat's talking, oh, the Mishnah is talking about the reason why Maasei, I go to her, because she's in on Nizunit. She's not uh, being uh, uh, supported. She's not being supported by the brothers. So the Gibraltar says, if she's not being supported by the brothers, pursue the money, it goes to her. Oh, I, I need the Mishnah to come and tell me that? So the Gibraltar says, no, I'll answer you. Amara babar ula, lo nitzrecha ela, no, the case of the Mishnah's Hiddush is regarding Ha'adafah, which literally means extra. Look at Rashi, Ha'adafah. Le'olam le'diyuka dila itztarikh. I need it for the diyuk. 
Yes, it is a hidush that she gets even though she's not getting supported, there's a hidush that she gets the money. There's which means like this. Hadaba is extra. I would have thought like this maybe. Let's say normally it costs her to Mizonot to feed her, it costs her $100. That's $100 a week. All right? So for sure, uh, I would say what? Up to $100 should belong to her. But maybe anything past $100, maybe should go to the brothers. Because the Torah was only giving, for example, Torah gives an Evid, his Mizonot. So therefore she shouldn't be worse than that. So she should get her uh, Mizonot. Or maybe anything extra maybe really belongs to the father. And there's no father around when it goes to the... Brothers, Kamash Ma'alan, that when they're not supporting her, everything goes to her. Even Ma'asiyah, they are more than the Mizonot. So what Rav Sheshat has a way to answer our Mishnah. Meaning, if she was being supported by the brothers, then for sure they get everything. That's Rav Sheshat. Ah, our Mishnah is talking about Enonizonet. Enonizonet, Pashut Enonizonet, of course uh, she gets Ma'asiyah there. Now the Hadush is, now she gets Ma'asiyah there, she gets the Ha'adafa also. She gets the over and above, which she would normally get from Mizanot, that also belongs to her. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabah. Rabah comes along and says, Gavra Rabah Kerav Yosef, Lo Yada De'ika Ha'adafa De'kamotiv Ti'ufta. Rabbi Yosef is the one that asked from this Mishnah against Rav Sheshat. Well, he didn't know this answer of Hadava. Rabbi Yosef was a governor rabbi, he's a great rabbi. Well, he, he left in a question, Amishnah, well, he couldn't figure out that you can answer this uh, deen of Hadava. So from the fact that Rabbi Yosef didn't answer it, must be it's not considered an answer. So we are, well, we are back to a question. What is the... Look at Rashi. Amar Rav Avichi Gavra Rav Akrav Yosef De'utbe la'ayti yuftah That asked this question. No, Rav Yadad Ika Hadava. Why do you know this concept? And still, even though that answer was a potential, he still asked the question. He must know that this is a good question. Which if it was such a simple answer, like Ha'adafar, of Yosef would have gave the answer. From the fact that he didn't give the answer, must be that what? It's not an answer. So we're back to the question. How is Rav Sheshach going to answer our Mishnah? So we're redefining Rabbi Yosef's question. You know what Rabbi Yosef's question was against Rabbi Yosef from our Mishnah? His question was like this. Diktani, what does it say in the Mishnah? Right, her, tomato girl. Uh, her father died. So what do we say? The money that's owed to her and the mitzi'ah, her object that she found that she didn't collect yet, Gavta, right, even though she didn't collect it yet, goes to who? The brothers. So the Gebarah says, Mitsiata Miman Gavya. What do you mean? Who do you collect the lost object from? Which means I understand the part of the Mishnah that says she didn't get a paycheck yet. Ma'asiyah that she didn't collect it. Her boss owes her $500. Good. So the Hadush says that what? That money goes to the brothers. But what do you mean a Mitsiah that she didn't collect yet? Who do you collect the Mitsiah from? The language of the Mishnah doesn't make sense. Mitzi'ata shelog gavta. She didn't collect the Mitzi'ah. What did she collect it from? Where did you collect the Mitzi'ah from? That was Rabbi Yosef's question. That language of the Mishnah. So you know what he learned from that? He said, Ela lav hachikamah. Ma'asei yadeha 
Kimsiata. That what? The law of Ma'asiyata and the law of Mitsi'a are similar. Ma Mitsi'ata. Bechaya'av le'av. As long as the father's alive, when a girl finds a lost object, who gets the object? The father. And of course, after the father dies, who gets the lost objects? She keeps it herself. Which she made during the father's life goes to the father. But after the father dies, whatever her handiwork, her money that she makes goes to her. And therefore, Rav Sheshat is knocked out. That was Rav Yosef's question. That after the father dies, goes to her and doesn't go to the children. Right? Because it's like a mitzi'ah. Just like nobody argues. A mitzi'ah, after the father dies, who's going to get the mitzi'ah? Not the brothers, it's her. She found it. So therefore, just like she keeps the mitzi'ah, so too she keeps ma'asiyah deha against the proof of Rabbi Shalat Shri Drashi. Ela nabhachi kamar ma'asiyah deha kimsi'ata. Dema she'asta b'hayya'av le'av u'yorshim. Of course, whatever she made during the father's life, it goes to the father or the yorshim, the inheritors. Ma she'asta l'hamitata av la'atzma. Ma mitzi'ata de mitzi'ata pshita l'and la'atzma. It's pashut that the mitzi'ah, after the father dies, for sure she gets it. Why? Even in the father's life, Even when the father's alive, she, he only gets her lost objects if he's supporting her. Okay? And they did that because they don't want to make uh, strife in the family. Which means, they wanted the father to support his daughter. Really, father, after a certain age, doesn't have to support his daughters anymore. So therefore, how did they get the father to support the daughters? They said, listen, you'll get her mitziot. So since again, he gets the mitziot, he, also get, he might get a windfall, so therefore he'll uh, support, but it's only like a rabbinical uh, item that they gave to him. So of course, when the father dies, well, he's not supporting it, well, certainly she should keep it. The only reason why the father gets it when he's alive, the mitziah, is so it'll be an incentive to support the, uh, the child. <laughs> so if I die, after the father dies, who keeps the mitziah? Of course she keeps the mitziah, there's no, uh, there's no reason. Okay? Good. So comes the Gabbana and says, We have a statement to support what we just said. Exactly our case. A daughter that's being supported by the brothers. Ma'asiyadeh goes to herself. And that's the opinion of Rav. What's the reason why she gets the Ma'asiyadeh? Because it says, otam Person has an Ebed Kanani. An Ebed Kanani is considered like property. Just like a father that dies, his property, his real estate goes to his children. An Ebed Kanani, you also bequeath it to your children. And then the person says, You will bequeath them to your children. So the Gemara makes it the yuk. Otam libnechem. Yeah, Otam. An Ebed Kanani, you bequeath. To your children. But you don't bequeath your daughters to your sons. Which means, you bequeath your Ivet Kanani to your sons when you die. But you don't bequeath your daughter. What does it mean you don't bequeath your daughters? So Gibran says, Begid, she'en adam mori zechut bito libno. The zechuyot, the rights of the daughter, don't automatically go to the son. And what are the one of the rights of the daughter? Ma'asayadayim. So ma'asayadayim is not automatic that it goes to the children. So Gibran says, Matkif la Rabbah. Well, hold it. 
These rights, who told you these rights are referring to Maasei Adayim? Maybe some other rights. What are other rights that the daughter has? Maybe it's about the money of Pitui. For example, didn't we learn if a girl was Mifuta, right? She was seduced. Isn't there rights that uh, she gets, uh, or there's a, there's a monetary payout there of 50, uh, 50 shekalim? Maybe it's talking about that. Uknasot, right? And the, the knas of it. The habalot. Habalot is like, let's say, damages. Dikht. Hakatu bedaber. Vechen tana rabhanina. And Rabhanina actually said it. Bifitui abat vekinasot vahabalot hakatu bedaber. So therefore, who told you that this person was referring to that ma'asei yadayim? Maybe it's only referring to what? To things like the knasot, the different classes that the, 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 the daughter gets, or the different damages, habala for, for damaging, somebody damaged her, she gets that after the father died. Right? Who told you that... Um, which means Maasiya Daim is a common monetary gain over there. People go to work. Which means, maybe I'll tell you, listen, they're supporting her. Maybe the Maasiya Daim go to the, to, to, to the brothers. Who told you when the Pasuk says that she gets her own things, which means you don't bequeath your sons, your daughter's money. Maybe that daughter's money is referring to things that are not so common, like kanas and damages and things like that. But maybe Maasiya Daim, they get. After all, they are supporting her. Who told you to learn this bright that it's talking about Maasiya Daim? So the Gebras goes on a side point for a second. The Gebras saying, how could you even think to tell me Somebody damages the girl, right? And the money that you, she's going to get, the money that's coming to for pain and suffering is going to go to the to, 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 to the brothers. How is that possible? She suffered. They're going to get the money. So the Gemara asks. It was habalot means when it comes to habalot, the payment of of physical uh, damages, bruises, that's already that's hers. Look at she. Which means even when the father was alive, the sa'ar payment doesn't go to the father. Which means, in Baba Kamal they learned that that money, that sa'ar really goes to the, uh, to, 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 even when they're ketanim, the father cannot benefit from that money. He has to use it for the, for, for the girl. So the how could you tell me, that habalot are going to go to the uh, father, go, 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 go to the children. So the Gabbara says, Amar Rabbi Yosef Al-Harina, Shepatsa Bifaneha. Okay, we're talking about a type of habalah, the guy bruised her face up. Watch that go to the father, so that she says, De'af hatam Because now she becomes devaluated in her price. De'ita le'av de'lehu, te'ayishto ba'mechir. Can't the father sell his daughter when she's a ketana? Now when she has a bruise on her face, so her value goes down. So that loss is really to the father. So when we said habalot go to the children, we talked about a habalah that normally would have went to the father. What's the type of habalah that normally would have went to the father? A habalah that would cause her to devaluate in her pride. What would that type of habalah be? A habalah that say to the, uh, to the face. Okay, good. But now we're back to the question. Who told you? Jevnurayaf Nabraita. That writer that said that the children get the, uh, the, 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 the profit of the, of the girl, that's maybe talking about the, uh, not the children, that the daughter, that when you, that the father gives over his avadim to his children, but doesn't give over his daughters to his children, who told you that's to not ma'asiyadayim? 
Maybe it's talking about what? That the daughter keeps for herself, Kanas, Habala, and all those things. You have no ra'ayad that she gets to keep Ma'asiyadayim from this statement. Comes the Gebran and says, Amar Bizir Amar Rav Matna, Amar Rav. The Amri La, Amar Bizir Amar Rav Matna, Amar Rav, but, Hanizonit Menachim, Ma'asiyadayim le'atzma. Okay, our case. Same case of the whole daf here. The daughter that's getting supported by the brothers, who gets ma'asiyah dehar? According to that, she does. Tichtiv, v'tnachaltem otam d'bnechem ma'arechem. Otam d'bnechem, v'lo b'notechem d'bnechem. Same proof. That you give over the slaves to the boys, but you don't give over the girls to the boys. Magid, she'en adam morish zechut bito l'bno. So he's learning it. Zikhut Bero, he's not asking any question. He's saying the Zikhut must be Ma'asir Adayin, and therefore Ma'asir them do not go to the children. So comes the Gemara and says, Amale Avimi Bar Shakud Amra. A rabbi that they nicknamed Shakud, he said this halacha. That what? That Ma'asir Adayin go to the daughter. So the Gemara says, Shakud Manu. Who's, who's Shakud? Which rabbi is called Shakud? The Gemara says, Shimuel. Now why was Shemuel called Shakud? So that she says, Because whenever Shemuel says a halakha, halakha follows Shemuel. Why? He was shoked, he was zealous, so he was careful that whenever he said a deen, he made sure that his halakhot are halakha lemaaseh. So they called him Shaked, the, the diligent one. So they nicknamed him Shakud, because all his statements that were made, he made sure to say them according to the halakha. So the Gemara says, Shakud is the one that said Ma'asiyadeah of the girl. Even though she's being supported by the brothers, goes to her. So the Gemara says, Harav Amra. What do you mean? We just said that Rav said it. So the Gemara says, Ema Af Shakud Amra. Okay, also Shakud said it. Which means, so it's really the halakha of Rav and Shemuel. Now who's that like I gotta follow? Amar Mor Bar Ame Mor Dara Fashe. Haki Amar Nihardi'e. This is what the Rabbis of Nardi'e said. Hil Kheta Kevate de Rav Sheshat. Oh, what did Rav Sheshat say? The opposite. Rav Sheshat had that Maasiyah there go to the brothers. Rav Sheshat Amar Hil Kheta Kevate de Rav. Hil Kheta Kevate de Rav. But Rav Sheshat said no. And Akhan did follows Rav. And that's really the bottom one of the whole Surya. Maasiyah there at the end belongs to who? Belongs to the uh, girl. Even though they're supporting her, she gets ma'aseh yadayim. Even though um, by an almana, it's the opposite. By almana, the children get, because we're going to go make that hiluk, that the husband would rather his daughter get extra money than his almana. Can that, eh, I don't know, maybe his almana, she'll, uh, she's getting already uh, money from the uh, ketubah, and she'll get married again. But the uh, little girls over there, he doesn't mind that they get a little extra. So therefore, Ma'asei Adam, go to them. Let's go back and read the Rashi, second line. Amar Rav Zera, ve'amri la Amar Rabbi Zera. Yes, we have two different versions over here. Either they're calling him Rav or they're calling him Rabbi. Who Rabbi Zera, who Rav Zera. So the sheep tells you first of all, it's the same person. Ela bevavel mekamed sadiklar adi Yisrael kamed Rabbi Yohanan. One time it refers to him as Rav. When he was still in Bavel, before he moved to Eretz Yisrael under Rabbi Yohanan, ve'en simicha bevavel. Right, they didn't give simicha to the rabbis in Bavel. Havu karu le Rav Zera. 
So they refer to him as Rav. And some say this statement that he said was before he got the Semichah. And some say, no, this was after he moved to Eretz Israel, where they gave Semichah. And once you got Semichah, you weren't called Rav anymore. Then you were called already Rabbi. That's a very important cloud just to know. Sometimes you're called Rav, sometimes you're called Rabbi. That's referring to before the Semichah, which is you were in Bavel, or after they got Semichah, right? they were upgraded to the title of Rabbi. Now we move on to the next Mishnah. Okay, a father, as we learned, when she's a Ketana or a Ne'ara, has the right to marry off his daughter. So, he was married, I mean, she got engaged. Okay. And then what? She got divorced. Irsa, he married her off a second time, but she still has rights. But this time of it, she became a widow. So the first husband divorced her, the second husband died. The ketubah goes to the father. That's she. Which means the ketubah that she gets from both husbands, that money goes to the father. Now, obviously you have to say that this opinion holds that the ketubah already kicks in even at the time of irusin. And not only for marriage, because she was in, she was only engaged this time. Right? So that's the Hadusha Venda. She says women Narut Katnut Kamal. Obviously we're talking about when she's still a Ketanan and Nagara where the proceeds are able to go to the father. Case number two. He married her off. Now there was already Nisuin. And why she got divorced. Hisia married her off a second time, Vinit Almela. And she also got uh, widowed the second time. Ketubata shela. Then already the ketubah belongs to her. Which ketubah? Rashi. Ketubata shela. Once already a father marries off his daughter, already he loses his rights. And now she's in the rights of the husband, he loses his rights. Now, when do we judge a ketubah's payment? We judge the ketubah's payment at the time where it's due. The payment is only due after she was married. And now she's getting divorced. By the time she was married already, the father lost his rights. And we don't say it goes after the time of the writing. If you say it goes after the writing, well, when the first ketubah was written, it was before they were married. So then you'd say that the first ketubah might go to the father. But if you tell me that the ketubah doesn't go after the time of the writing, the rights. The ketubah's rights go after, at the time of the collection. At the time of the collection, she was already married. Once already she's married, the father loses his rights. They were both ketubot. Are going to end up going to her. Right? Because once already she's married off, she's to her own. And then once she's to her own, now the first husband divorces her. Well, she's already married. She gets the ketubah to herself, and the second one already, she gets married, and she gets the uh, money to herself. Rabbi Yudah argues on Tanakhama. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Arishona Shel Av. He holds differently. He says, no, the first ketubah, the father gets. Why? That's she. Ta'ma mefarish b'gemara. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait for the gemara to see why the Yudah says. Now, obviously, Rabbi Yudah Shita is going to be, at least at first thought, that could be you go according to the writing. And since at the time of the writing of the Ketubah, she wasn't married yet. 
Right, the right to ketubah before she's married. And therefore she's still under the jurisdiction of the father. And even, even though at the time of the payment, she was out of the jurisdiction, but if you go at the time of the ketubah, it belongs to the father. That's what we, we are thinking at, at first glance. Okay? Amrullah, so the rabbis tell the Yehudah, Mishihisiyah, they had something there. Okay, take it out. Mishihisiyah, the rabbis come back to the Buddha and says, what are you talking? Once already she's married, the father has no rights. Therefore, even the first ketubah goes to her. Now we start to get Mara. Mara says, Ta'ama Now let's, let's just be technical and discuss the, the two marriages here. The first case is what? She got married and got... Divorced. Second case was she got married and got widowed. That's the order. Divorce first and then widowed. But let, why didn't you give the case where she got widowed twice? No good. You know why? Because then already she would not be able to get married again. Why? Exactly. Because we all that once a lady gets married and she already. Two husbands die on her, according to the B, two times is already considered a hazakah, therefore she's considered a katlanit. She's the type of girl, a lady that kills her husbands. Now the first time you say, okay, it's a coincidence, baby. The second time already you say, it's a pattern. Therefore, according to the B, you learn that hazakah is twice. And therefore the Mishnah is teaching you as a side point. That what? That the Mishnah is going like the B. Because why didn't the Mishnah just give you a regular case where she was Nitarmila once, Nitarmila twice? Uh, because that case over there, she cannot get married again. So the Mishnah gave a case where she'd be able to continue to get married, where she was divorced once, and then Nitarmila, therefore Tawa Hazaka. That's why the Mishnah went out of its way to give that case to show you that the Mishnah is going like the B. Okay? That's she. Tudo Hajal in Subedavi Hazakaliot Badim Metin. The Mishnah was precise. Right, the Mishnah didn't want to give a case of Pur'anut, where what? Death twice. Because death twice, and you already have a problem in the next marriage. So the Mishnah is stam like Rabbi. Now we continue. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Harishona Shil Av. Rabbi Yehuda said what? In the case of marriage. Let's review the case. There was an Nisuin to the first guy. Right? And then she got divorced. Then there was Nisuin to the second guy, and then she got widowed. So Rabbi Hakamim said what? Both Kitubot go to her. Rabbi Yehuda says no. Kitubah number one goes to the father. Right? Skebara says, My Ta'amad Rabbi What's the logic of Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbah Rabbi Yosef Ta'amli Tarvayu. So they both said, Ho'il u'mish'at irusin zachabayin ha'av. Good. Because when already was the father the Zokheh, the father was Zokheh to the Kitubah already from the time of the irusin. Why is that so? That's she. Which means, as long as the girl is in Arusa, whose jurisdiction is she under? The father's. What is the Ketubah written? Already at the time of the Irusin. Now you're right, it doesn't get paid until the Su'in. Now, I understand, the second marriage already, once she was married to the first guy, she's out of the, uh, out of the father's shoot. So the second Ketubah for sure goes to her. 
But the first Kitabah, since it was written at the time of the Irusin, and at the time of the Irusin, she's still under the father's jurisdiction. So therefore, she's going to get the, uh, she's going to get the, or he is going to get the father's going to get the payment. That's what she's telling us over here. The Mishat Irusin, she'll balari shon it hayev like a tuba. It's actually, it's actually the hayyuv, look at it, say, say it better. The hayyuv of the ketuba. When is it hal? Already at the time of the Irusin. Tell you about when it was written. Don't say when it was written. Just say the hayyuv. When, when, when is the obligation hal to pay ketuba from the time of the Irusin? Right? You don't have to wait till the su'in for hayyuv ketuba. Not mishmish. For example, let's say he got the vote to the time of Irusin. Who gets the, uh, he has to pay ketuba. So therefore, even though she suddenly got married, but since the hayyuv of the ketuba was hal at the time of the Irusin, and at the time of the she was under the father's jurisdiction, he's going to get it. She the second marriage when she was married. She was married right to the first guy. Once she was married to the first guy, she lose, she, she, she's out. So Gemara says, Mativ Rabah. Rabah a question. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Rishonah Shil'av. Rabbi Yehuda says what? Rishonah goes to the father. Umoder Biyuda. Bime'ares et pito kishihi ketana. He agrees. Let's say he married off his daughter when she was a ketana. Ubagra. And then she became a bogere, she became an adult. The Harkachnis said that she got married. She'en la'aviya reshut ba'a. So she's, if she became a bogeret at the time of the Irusin, the Bidah's modeh, the Kitubah goes to her. Amai. Why? Hachaname lemo'il mishat Irusin, zakha behema'av. Say the same logic. Bottom line, at the time of the Irusin, she was a ketana or a ne'ara. Whose jurisdiction is she under? The father's. Well, you see what? You don't go with that sevara. Because if you went with that sevara, when she was in the Ara at the time of the Irusin, then she became a Bogeret at the time of the Nusuin, the father should still get it. But the Buddha doesn't say that. The Buddha says that what? If she became a Bogeret at the time of the Nusuin, she gets it. Even though she was in the Ara at the time of the Irusin. So you see that logic of Mish'at Irusin does not hold for the Buddha. So we have to give another sevara. What's the logic of the Buddha? Right? Ela. Oh. Since they were written under his jurisdiction, what does that mean? Let's read Rashi. Okay, good. The first Ketubah that was written before the Nisu'in. Vilkach, Bagra Kodim Nisu'in. The first day she became a Bogeret. Before the Nisu'in, Lon Nikhtab Birshuto. Ah, which means like this. The point is like this. At the time of the writing of the Ketubah, whose Reshut was she, was she under? So if you're going to tell me she was in the Ara, is under the jurisdiction of the father. At the time of the Irusin, when they're writing the Ketubah, bottom line, she's under the father's jurisdiction at the time of the writing. So therefore what? It's going to go to the father. However, if let's say she was Bagra Kodem Nisuin, so Bagra, it's a battle at the time of the writing, she's on her own. So there's no stira between the two statements. Really, I'll tell you, I always go at the time of the writing of the Ketubah, Whose jurisdiction was she under? I'll tell you, if she, if she was a Ne'ara, she was under the jurisdiction of the father. So therefore, they're writing the Ketubah at the time of the, 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 the Irusin. And she remains a Ne'ara. At the time of the writing, she was under the jurisdiction. Fine. That's why the other statement that says, oh, Bagra, 
Nah, bottom line, if she was bogeted before the Nisuin, it's going to go to her. Because at the time of the Ketibah, she was to herself. Okay, so that's bottom line, the, the new understanding that we have over here. So the Gemara continues. From when or what time does the Ketubah payment take place? Does the collection take place? What's the question? Look at that sheet. Kilomar. The Anyan Zichiyah De'av De'achazina Which means we're learning now That in certain cases we said The father gets the Ketubah Gets the payment So the discussion is When we say that the father gets the payment For example At what point does the Ketubah get paid De'achazina De'lav batar irusin Azdina Filu rabbi Yehuda Kedektani Modeli Yehuda Bime'areset bito Ubagra which means certain times the Ketubah payment takes place at the time of the Erusin, and then we saw she taught that say it takes time in the place of the Ketubah. So now the question is, when it comes to getting the Ketubah payment, you can take it from real estate. That means real estate that was sold after the Ketubah, already there's a lien on that property. So the person that's collecting the Ketubah can go to the uh, real estate and take the uh, property from the Lekuchot, uh, from the people that bought it. So the question is, from when does the Ketubah payment take place? Meaning, there's a stuff from the time of the Erusin. Since Medrabanan, the Ketubah payments really starts from the Erusin, even though they didn't write a document yet. But since at the time of the Erusin, the Ketubah payment is obligated, so that would mean any properties that the uh, husband would sell after the Erusin or from the Erusin on would have the lien of the Ketubah on it. Or do you say that it starts from the time of the Ketubah? So the Gemara gives a machloket over here. Which means the main ikar ketubah is either mane or matayim. Mane would mean if she's not in the betula, so the uh, payment is a mane. If she is a betula, then the uh, payment is matayim. So that already starts from the irusin. Meaning that any properties that were sold from the irusin on have the lien and therefore the father or the husband can go and take payment from it. Anything that's after the 100 or 200 is considered tosefet, which is the husband adds uh, extra the money to the ketubah, so that already is collected from the time of the nisu'in. Let's read Rashi. Which means that already is taken from the time of the Erusin. If let's say he died, the husband, he can get the payment from the time of the properties that were sold at the time of the Erusin. The Shabud of the Ketubah is already from the Erusin. Which means the Tosefet is only nicknamed at the time of the writing of the Ketubah. So then for any properties that were sold between the Erusin and the Ketubah are not Meshubad for the that's the shita of Rav Hunav. Rav Aseh Amar, Echad Zev, Echad Zem, and Nisuin. He says, no, everything comes from the Nisuin. Rashi, Echad Zev, Echad Zem, and Nisuin. Tihi gufa mahlal shabuda kama 
ונתרצתה בזמן הכתוב בשטר הכתובה ככל המפורש בין עיקר בין תוספת. So, according to Rabbi Asi, he's learning that the lady is mochel, the shi'abud, up until the time of the writing. Even though the time of the ketubah, the irusina writer is a shi'abud for the ketubah, he says she's mochel. And therefore she will not uh, worry up until the time it's written. And therefore everything is a time of the ketubah according to Rabbi Asi. <coughs> so, Rabbi Asi says, Umi amar, did Ravuna indeed make a difference between the Ikar Ketubah and the Tosefet Ketubah? Le'a etmar alav shte Ketubot Let's say a lady presents to her husband two Ketubot Echad shil matayim v'chad shil shloshmeot One Ketubah is a 200 Ketubah and one Ketubah is a 300 Ketubah So now it says V'amar Ravuna but if she comes to use the ketubah of 200, she wants to use that, Gova, Mizman, Rishon. So she gets payment from the earlier time, because it seems these two ketubah had two different times on it. The first ketubah had the earlier time, the second ketubah had a later time. So if she wants to use the first ketubah, no problem. She can get already uh, payment from the earlier time, meaning from properties that were sold from the earlier time. If she wants to use the ketubah of Shloshma, which is the second ketubah, Govam is Mancheni. Then she can only get paid from the second time. She's from the later time for properties that were sold subsequently. I thought he makes a difference between the Ikar ketubah and the Tosefet. Which means, what, what's basically taking place over the way we're understanding now? There's two ketubot. It sounds like the first ketubot was 200, and the second ketubot is 300, meaning it's the 200 plus 100. Which means the husband gave a second ketubot saying, not only am I going to obligate myself to 200, but I'm giving you also an additional 100. So therefore, Ravuna should say that the original 200, which is the Ikar ketubot, should be from Zman Dishon, from the earlier time, and the Tosef, the extra 100, should be from. Zman Aharon. So he makes a difference between the Ikar Ketubah and the Tosefet. So they were just like Ravuna <coughs> generally holds that wow. That when you have a Ketubah, the Ikar Ketubah gets paid from the time of the Erusin, meaning from the Kohot from the time of the Erusin, and the Tosefet gets paid from the time of the Ketubah. So in this case over why is Ravuna say if she presents the 300 Ketubah, it all gets paid from, from the later time. Why? 200 should be from... Shat Erusin, and the one hundred should be from uh, from the time of the Ketivah. That's consistent with Avunah's uh, Shita. So the Gemara says, hold it. Avunah <coughs> tells him back, "V'le'ta'amech tigbi hamesh me'ot kulam," which means, what are you talking about? Why doesn't she get the whole five hundred? Because seemingly over you have two Ketubot. You have one that says two hundred, and one that has three hundred. Meaning, matai mizman dishon tlat me'ab mizman cheni. Which means, maybe the Ketubah are working like this. Maybe there's 200 to the first Ketubah, the second Ketubah 300 is all Tosefet. So therefore, maybe you should be like this. Maybe 200 she should get from Zman Rishon, and 300, which is the Tosefet, she should get from Zman Why are you only saying 200 and 100? Maybe it's really altogether 500 Ketubah, 200 Ikar, 300 Tosefet. Ela... So the Gemara says, you know why she doesn't get the full 500? Which means, since she did not, he did not write in the Ketub, the second Ketubah, that I am adding 300 to the 200. Normally when you write to the Ketubah, you write the words in the Ketubah, that what? That I am being Mosif, 
um, uh, this money to the original ketubah. Here you had two separate ketubot. Here one was 200, one was 300. Therefore, for sure it's not an issue of 500 over here. It's not that there were two, it's not that it's one long ketubah of 200 is being mosif, 300. Look at that sheet. <coughs> Kevan two lines on the bottom. Kevan to look at Tabba because he did not write in the same Ketubah. Saviti, Saviti would mean right. My will, my ratzon, my ratzon was the osifit lach, and I added to you tlat mea umatay. I added three hundred to the two hundred. Shmamina lo leosif al rishonaba. That he wasn't coming to air on the first Ketubah. The lot tigbeh shniyah elam kere rishonah batla. Ah, which means it's either one or the other. Alright, which means if you're going to get the second ketubah, you're not getting the first ketubah. If you want to take the first ketubah, you're not getting the second. You want it to the exclusion of the others. So the Gemara says, And this is what he means to say. If you want to get paid from the first ketubah, which is from the first, from the earlier time, so then you'll get 200 like the first ketubah. But if you want to get paid from the later time, which he's giving you an option. He says, do you want to go from the earlier time? Which now, the advantage of getting from the earlier time is there's more properties that you can go to, but you're only going to get 200. You want to go to the later time, which is less properties, because all the properties that were sold in between are not going to be Mishramat and Ketubah, but you'll get 300. So he's giving her an option to which uh, Ketubah she wants to get paid for. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.